Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Welcome. This is Deanna Bartolini here with you today to talk about just a small topic of faith. Just feeling a little bit like I want to talk about what does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to have trust in God? So oftentimes when we think about faith, we think about it as something maybe that is not as accessible to us as we would like it to be. Because sometimes having faith means that we have to let go of something that we're holding on to so that we get rid of it to get something better in return. Sometimes that's the kind of faith we're talking about. But I really want to focus today on faith that is that gift that God has given each one of us. And so when, when we think about faith, that one of the verses that is often uh, re- referenced, excuse me, referenced is Hebrews 11.1, 1, where it says, where uh, St. Paul says, faith is the realization of what is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so oftentimes when we say our faith is tested, it's because there's something going on in our life and we have to trust that God is going to take care of it in the best possible way. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out the way we want it to, but that God will take care of it in the best possible way. When we look throughout scripture, we see so much evidence of faith. It would take hours to go through them all, but just starting with, you know, Abraham trusting when God said to go out of where he lived, to go to the next place, trusting that he would have a child, trusting that he would have land. All of that was a huge leap of faith for Abraham. And then for Noah, Noah built an ark out of faith. Uh, Moses took the people out of Egypt through the desert because of faith. And then we see, you know, in the New Testament, Mary is a huge example of faith in her saying yes when the angel Gabriel said that she would be the mother of Jesus. The apostles also showed great faith. They left their life's work to follow Jesus, and then they continued sharing the good news that he had given them with all the rest of the world. And here we sit now, 2,000-some-odd years later, still holding on to that same faith. We live in the recognition that Jesus is present in our lives today, just as he was present in history, and he will continue to be present in the world. And so, uh, one of my favorite stories uh, in scripture is in the Gospels, where Jesus and the apostles are on the Sea of Galilee. And a huge storm comes up. And Jesus is asleep. And in one of the versions, he's not just like asleep, he's got 
actually says a cushion under his head. So he's he's out. You know, he's he's having a nap. He's tired. And the apostles are terrified. And so they wake him up. And in Matthew's uh, gospel, uh, in verse 8, 26, he's, when he wakes, gets awakened, he says to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? And then he got up, he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. So I'm sure that there have been times in your life where you have been terrified. I know I have been terrified in my life, some very serious, maybe accidents, serious uh, illnesses, times in the hospital where you're waiting to find out what's going to happen, waiting for test results from the doctor. And we're terrified because we don't know what's going to happen. And ultimately, the only way way we're going to get through it is to turn to God and say, you please take this storm that is raging inside of me and give me calm. And when we receive that calm, it truly is a gift. And it reminds us again that we don't need to worry because the outcome in many cases is out of our control. And so why do we continue to worry? We have to have that trust that the doctor doing the the procedure or the lab technician reading the test results or, you know, the emergency responders, that they're going to do their best and we need to do our best in those situations to have faith that God wants a good outcome just as we do. And we don't always know what a good outcome means. And it might not be our good, but somehow in the end, it will work for good. The other thing, people think, think about this, they think a lot in our day now of social media. We worry a lot uh, by, comparing, by comparing ourselves to other people. A lot of comparison going on. And, you know, is my house as nice? Are my kids as smart? Is my husband have a good enough job? Um, you know, do I go to the gym enough? Do I cook with enough organic fruits and vegetables? Um, all of these things. It's always wondering, is enough? Is there enough? Do I have enough? Am I doing enough? Am I, am I doing, doing, doing enough? And another verse that I think about when I get all that, get up in all of that insanity of, is it enough? Am I doing enough? Doing, 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 uh, is Matthew 6.30. And Jesus is basically telling everyone not to worry. And he says, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O you of little faith? And I think it's interesting that Jesus uses this phrase, oh, you of little faith, because I think to myself, well, sometimes we can't help having little faith. We're little in comparison to God, right? We're, and we have all the world's troubles on our shoulders. Sometimes it seems like we're carrying them all by ourselves. And so, yes, we have little faith, but I'm going to bet we have little faith because maybe we're a little bit afraid 
And maybe we've forgotten that we need to turn it over to God. I know for me personally, that is usually the problem. I'm afraid because instead of giving it to God and saying, Lord, I need you in this situation. I need your help out of this problem I'm having. And I'm going to give it to you. And I'm not going to take it back. And I'm going to trust that you're going to either tell me what to do or figure it out without me having to do anything and it's just going to resolve itself. Right? It's not the idea that you say to God, here, take this and do nothing. Oftentimes there is action that is required on our part, but it means that we have to look to first to find out what that action is before we go off, you know, as they say, half-cocked and do who knows what and sometimes make things worse than they are to begin with. So if we think about where does, where does faith come from, right? So our faith comes from God. And it starts in some ways with the belief that God loves us. And one way that he showed us his love for us, besides giving us life, is that he gave up his son. And in Jesus' crucifixion, we see an absolute outpouring of love. And so when I think about how much does God love me, and what has Jesus done for me, if you look to the cross, you see what he has done for us. And so that's a very, I'm not going to say easy, but it's a good way to be reminded of how much God loves us, that he gave us his son, and then his son in turn died for us. And all of us, I'm sure, have given and received love in our life, right? And there are many people in our lives who love us unconditionally and want nothing but our happiness. You know, think about as, as if, you have, or if you're a parent and you have children, you love your children unconditionally, right? Or most of the time. Even when they upset us, we still love them. And we want their happiness. We want their good. But sometimes we let our kids down. And sometimes our kids let us down. Sometimes your best friend lets you down. Maybe a, a co-worker you respect might let you down. God never lets us down. He never lets us down. And because of that, we know that we can rely on Him and that we can have faith in Him. And God always offers faith to us. He offers to give us more whenever we ask for it. And so, what is our response to God's gift of faith? It really, what faith answers is the question, do you love God? Because love was offered up to us by God in the person of Jesus Christ. He offers us that love. And so our faith then is a response to that love. Oftentimes, uh, people think about, do I have enough faith? Is my faith strong? Do I have faith at all? I think sometimes people who worry about that should probably just stop worrying because God does not want us to worry, right? Says the woman who has to work on not worrying on a daily basis. 
But all the worry does is give ourselves our time and energy away from what is important, which is loving and trusting in God the Father and in having faith. So I think people who say they have no faith, I think they might fall into two different categories. I think they might be people who don't need faith, who think they don't need faith, or those who are afraid to accept it. Because if you think about it, if we accept our faith that God is present in our lives, that he loves us, that he's given us our life, that he's done all these good things for us, then we have to do something. And sometimes it's hard to want to do something. It's easier to do nothing. And so we choose sometimes not to accept the faith that God is offering us. Uh, I often think about St. Augustine. He says, Our hearts are restless, Lord, until they rest in Thee. And really, what that is telling us and reminding us is that Jesus has everything we need and want. All we have to do is rest in that truth. And again, to go back to Hebrews 11.1, that faith is the realization of what we hope for. Now, we don't necessarily see the things we hope for. We may see them in our minds, but we don't physically see them. And so, when those things come to pass, then our faith is made stronger, and we, we just start to have more and more faith. And so, we often use the phrase, do people practice their faith? Um, which, when I was younger, I thought that was kind of odd, you know. Like you practice your multiplication tables and you practice basketball and you practice playing the guitar, but how do you practice your faith? But we do practice our faith because when we use our faith to get us through our life, and I use my faith to get me through life on a daily basis, sometimes on a moment-to-moment basis, then we are practicing our faith. And we see that we can trust and rely on God to guide us in our lives, no matter what happens. You know, oftentimes we rely on our faith in the bad times. And then we forget about God in the good times. And that is not really the best way to be. Because then it's like, it's like we take God out of the closet, we put him back in the closet. We take him out of the closet, we put him back in the closet. He's not a sweater, you know? Like, when I'm cold, I need him. When I'm hot, I don't need him. Um, it doesn't work that way. So, there is, there is truth that God is with us always, and he sent his son who died for us, but he also rose for us right? And in that rising, then the apostles knew truly who he was and were able to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and then to move into the faith that Jesus had given them. That action of the resurrection is what gives us our hope that no matter what our circumstances are, that there's going to be a resurrection. All of our life, 
are, there are small passion deaths and resurrections. Sometimes every day might be passion, death, and resurrection. And sometimes it might take a week to go through the cycle. But all of our life in one way or another is a continual passion, death, and resurrection. And that's not, to meant, that's not meant to make us feel bad about our life. No, it's always to give us that hope and that faith that as we go through our trials, our difficulties, our joys, our good times, that we are more and more growing into the person that God has called us to be and that we are growing in our faith. So faith, like all the gifts that God gives us, is not meant for you alone. It is meant to be shared. It is meant to be shared with other people and to take what God has given to us and use it for other people's good. The other thing about faith, not only does it give us strength to grow into who God wants us to be, but it allows us to see God at work in this world. God is at work around us all the time. And sometimes we don't realize it. We don't see because we're not paying attention, because we're attached to our phones, or we're just so busy being busy that we forget to look around in the world and see God at work. So I think some, of, some examples of faith in the world that maybe we don't think of necessarily as such, a couple who decide to bring children into the world, that's a huge leap of faith. Uh, a desire to walk with someone else on their life's journey is a part of faith. Whether that person is your spouse, a good friend, a family member, that's, it's a huge gift to walk with people on their journey in this life. And sometimes we say yes to something in our soul because we know God wants us to do it. And every other part of us is screaming, don't do it. Don't go near this person. Stay away from that situation. It's not a good idea. And yet, every time we think about it, we have such peace and we know that it's the right thing to do. And we know that because of our faith. Sometimes faith is trusting God enough to know that we just need to get out of bed and do the next right thing. Knowing that when we screw up, that when we fall, God is going to lift us up. There are many days where, you know, I don't want to get out of bed because I didn't sleep. But I need to get out of bed because I have to do something. I either have to go to work, I have to take care of my grandson, I have something important that I need to do. And I am able to get up and put one foot in front of the other because I believe that God's purpose in my life is being acted out in my doing the next right thing. So that's another example of faith. For me, I mean, as evidenced by the title of this podcast, Not Lukewarm, my goal always is to live my life in a not lukewarm way. And, and my faith really is my reason for living as I do every day. It makes me who I am. It colors my worldview. And I hope that it gives me passion to live as the person who is always trying to live a not lukewarm life and to experience fully 
all the passion, deaths, and resurrections that are going on in my life. So that's our, that's going to come to the end of our talk about faith. Now we want to go to our not lukewarm challenge. So this one's going to be a little interesting. Our not lukewarm challenge for today, for this week rather, is going to be to every day make a list. So just get a piece of paper that you can write seven things on. And what I want you to do is every day in the morning or in the afternoon after you've had a little bit of awake time and organizing yourself time, think about what is the one thing that day that you need to turn over to God? Whether it be a difficult project you have to do at work, uh, something that you have to do with a family member, uh, bills that need to be taken care of that you don't know where you're going to get the money for, whatever it is, I'm sure that every day there's something in your life that you can turn over to God and just write it down on that piece of paper and just maybe you can make a heading. I'm turning this over to you, Lord. And make that list of seven things that you turn over to the Lord. And that and during the day, think about how is he working on that. And at the end of the week, look back and say, wow, I was so worried about my presentation at work. And I gave it to the Lord. I did my best in putting it together. And when it was done, it was amazing. Because I want all of us to see God working in our life. God is not some man hanging out in a cloud listening to angels play the lute. He is active and alive and present in our life. And so if we focus on what do we need, ask him for what you need, turn it over in faith that he will take care of it with you. It doesn't mean you can say to God, pay my bills and he's actually going to go online and pay your bills for you. You know, you, you do know that, right? Okay, just need to be clear on that. We have to do something too, but we don't have to do everything. And that's where we trip ourselves up. We think we have to do everything. We don't. Write down your task. Do your best. Give it to God and see what happens. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And we will be back again with our next podcast next week. God bless you all. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.